Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find A Way Podcast with Dusty. Uh, I actually got a special guest today, but I'll introduce him in just a little bit. Um, the question I want to start off with is, if I were to come over to your house, would I be able to just simply put on your shoes and walk out the door? The likelihood of me not being able to do that is high simply because it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Everyone's got a different size shoe in the same way in regards to our health journey everyone's got different needs different requirements in order for them to be healthy you know we talk about sometimes how we got to go keto you got to go carnivore you got to go vegan you got to do this you got to do that and the variety of the journeys that are out there from keto to carnivore to everything else is so broad so the question is and this was really something that i struggled with over 500 pounds okay what do i do and uh, I mean, how do I start and, and what, what should I do? And I think my approach to it is also something that our special guest can kind of give a little bit of insight as far as his experience, as far as, you know, I'm not saying as, as old as he is, but he, he's got a couple years on me being my dad. Yeah. My special guest is my dad, Hello. but he's got a, a couple years on me so he can definitely have a different approach to me being in my 30s him being in his 60s it's going to be a different approach his experience with the health industry with what they have said in you know low fats the best uh, low carbs the best uh, high proteins the best there's been a different approach in the 70s 80s 90s versus the 2000s and the 2010s and so this episode is really going to focus on the fact of really solidifying an understanding of what's going to work best for you and the the actual dedication it takes to get to that point. So for me in my particular journey, I have really found a whole foods approach in the sense that I not too restrictive on carbs. I'm not too restrictive on fats. I prioritize protein like I've mentioned before, but I'm very careful when it comes to processed or refined sugar. Um, The reason for it, a lot of the processed and refined sugar, it's just processed food. And and a lot of that processed stuff, just it doesn't sit well on the body. So that's the approach that I've made myself. Now, in in someone else's particular journey, it might be beneficial for them to go low carb uh, or someone for them to go vegan. You know, I had a good friend that went keto for a little bit and they actually found out in the process of going vegan that they were celiac or they had celiac. So they couldn't now do a ketogenic lifestyle and they actually went vegan because that was their particular best option for for health and success. And so uh, I was talking to my dad a little bit earlier uh, about the fact that really you've got to do what's best for you. You've got to approach it in the best way possible. Have you, dad, ever struggled with weights? Have you ever... um, one point, yeah. I mean, after I got married to your mom, uh, for a while, you have a tendency of just being lackadaisical and kind of lazy. You know, the, the honeymoon, in essence, was over. So you're just kind of drudging through day by day. And part of that is, you know, you overeat or eat the wrong things. Um, I mean, you can... You know, you can eat certain things as long as it's in moderation. I think moderation is a key. Another thing is consistency. That's the one thing that I learned throughout the whole years is being consistent. And the diet is is a good part of that. And it doesn't mean you're going to starve yourself of one things that you really want. You know, like if you... I was on a diet plan to where 
uh, during the week, Monday through Friday, I was on kind of, not really a strict, but I was very watchful of what I ate. But then on the weekends, I allowed myself a little bit of a, of a gift of being able to eat whatever I wanted. Now, that doesn't mean I eat a whole pizza. It meant that I could have some pizza, but just maybe not, uh, you know, eight or nine slices, which I could have easily done. Yeah. So. Now, when you were off of that kind of honeymoon phase, I mean, what did you, in your mind, what was like, okay, this is what I've got to do to, you know, drop some weight after this honeymoon phase? Well, my first thing I thought was that I have to get active. Um. A little bit of backstory. I injured my back back when I was 14 in high school. I didn't know how to lift weights. The, the, the gym teacher didn't know how to, you know, didn't instruct us on how to lift weights, and I injured my back, and so I was kind of compromised that way. So then, what I had to do is find an exercise that would work with me, that would work with the back, and what worked for me was walking. Walking is very simple. It's you know steps. Uh, the thing with the walking is that you don't have to have a lot of exertion. Uh, you can. I mean, you can choose to go up some hills and. and, and Have you like seen that. the Speed Walker uh, Olympic? Uh, yes, it's <laughs> very unique and unusual. And in fact, if you don't walk correctly, the way they walk, you actually can essentially injure injure yourself. Uh, pretty well. Yeah, and the speed walking uh, looks to me like when I have to go to the bathroom and I'm, yeah, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> I always look at it as they look like like a, a deformed penguin trying to walk. It's just not, you know, nothing against And it's an Olympic sport, so I mean, it's yeah, all respect it's, to those who yeah. practice that, but I would just run. Like, for me, I'm like, I'm walking. No, I'm running. Am I walk running? So it, it's an Olympic sport, so you've, I mean, you're going to get a medal for for doing yeah for walking so I mean, hey and, and again if that works for them that's awesome because i mean we're all different we all i mean a lot of us have, have the same likes and needs and stuff like that but you know uh what i what i do it works for me uh, this morning i what i do is i i ran for 30 minutes and what i mean by running is that it's a nice gentle pace it's you know i'm not trying to break any records it's just to keep my heart, is to get my heart rate up, to get, to get blood flowing through your body, because I think that's essential to burn off uh, anything that you might have had. Like last night, we had a lovely little meal with some uh, homemade macaroni and cheese with some added stuff. Now, quite a bit of carbs in there, so I knew that, okay, I've got a lot of carbs, I need to burn this off, and so that's why I did the run this morning. Yeah. I think the, the patience and consistency that you mentioned is important because in understanding what works best for you, it's trying something and realizing, no, that's not best for me or no, that's not going to work and being willing to try something. So I can try Zumba and it could be the best thing since sliced bread. I could fall in love with Zumba and be there every night at seven, but what if it's not for me? And I think that patience and consistency to keep trying at something that you enjoy, if walking is it, then that's fine. I, th I mean, that's how I started my journey. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big reason why I'm doing uh, this step at now I, is I completely, walking. I completely agree. A lot of times with my back issue, I'm not able to run because, you know, if I, I, I don't want to push, push my body. I'm 63. I'm not getting any younger. So I'm aware of that. So I don't push it too hard. But I want to be consistent. So if I'm not running, I will do a walk. Like I run for 30 minutes. What I will then do is if my back is acting up, I can walk and run. Well, I can walk for an hour. And, you know, I usually, my local park I, I walk to is lovely. Yeah. You can walk through the little forest areas. You meet people. And it's very, very nice. And it works for me because I've gotten 
some activity and I'm being consistent that you know at at least for me I I do this six to seven days a week each day run or walk uh, just to keep and you know you will notice it after a period of time you have to be patient because it isn't going to happen like overnight but like after a month worth of the running you'll find that you have a little more flexibility um, you're able to you know like when I run um, general rules if you are in a nice good pace you should be able to keep on keep hold of a conversation and I'm able to do that so I know that I'm doing I'm doing well that way yeah I think what's really something that's kind of caught my eye is we were just talking before the podcast about how uh, sensitive caffeine can be on certain um, you know foods uh, the way maybe when running if the back's acting up the big thing that, that kind of brought the attention and why I really wanted to have uh, him on the podcast is because you can see that there's an awareness. There's a consciousness uh, of being aware of, I know that this amount of caffeine is going to do something and it may, if I have too much, it's going to do this to me. Or I know that if my back's hurting here, I'm just going to go for a walk. There's a consciousness and an awareness that is so vital on your journey of health because I, I think when I was over 500 pounds, a lot of what I was doing in regards to my food addiction was just simply impulsively making a decision when an emotion, when an event, when something stressful was happening, I impulsively, without thinking, used food as a coping mechanism, as a, a alternative to uh, relieve any kind of stress. And there wasn't an awareness. There wasn't this consciousness of, no, this is harming me. Yeah. No, this is going to do something negative. And yeah. so I think with my journey, and I think really my dad kind of seconding it, being in his now 60s, is yeah. that, that one of the biggest forms of success on your journey is going to be awareness and consciousness of what's going to do something for you or against you. And if you're just blindly going through something or um, being a part of something, that's going to potentially harm you. Oh, well, I saw this person on, on this video on YouTube online do this workout. And so in order for me to get abs, I have to do this workout. Well, what if you do that workout and it injures you? And while you were chasing somebody online telling you what to do and do this and do that, you all of a sudden injured yourself. I did the Jillian Michaels um, from home workouts and I remember actually injuring myself a little bit because I was trying to match her intensity. How am I at 400 pounds gonna all of a sudden match the intensity of Jillian Michaels? <laughs> I mean, that's just not, yeah, it's just yeah. not right. But that's the industry, that's the health and diet industry. You see these people in lights, you see these sweats, you see the shimmering, you know, buff bodies and it's like, oh, yeah. oh in order for me to get that, yeah. I've gotta work out like that. And that's something that impulsively, I was like, ooh, I want to look like that, so I got to do that workout. That's an impulse. That's a non-awareness of, in reality, a lot of those folks that are in the magazines and all that, they were born that like that. They were born with a six-pack. And, and, and the thing would be, too, is that that doesn't, like Jillian Michaels, that didn't happen overnight. It, it takes it takes some time. You know, like with me, it's like I'm in, I'm in fairly good shape, but... You know, it, it's only because that I consistently have done this over the last two or three years, and even before then, I was always doing it, but not maybe not as much. I'm just doing it more now because as I'm getting older, you know, it, I just can't move like I used to. So I, I just have to keep at it, be consistent, and you know, and do what really you're comfortable with. You can't. Uh, I had uh, several years ago, I broke my ankle. And in the physical therapy following the surgery, 
uh, the therapist had said to me, you know, there is no real evidence that, you know, no pain, no gain really works. He said, if you have pain, it's your body telling you, you know, you got to just ease up a little bit, ease back in there. And she was right. And, you know, you have a little bit of it, but you got to listen to your body and, you know, follow through with that so that you don't injure yourself. Because if you get injured, because you're going to be out of action for a while because you got to recover. Your body's yeah. going to take you to recover. So, as I say, it's just a gentle, easy, patient process of, you know, being consistent and doing something that you're able to do. And finding, you know, finding what works for you is so, I think, kind of the big topic here because now we, we've heard uh, injured your back when you were 14 yeah. and now injured your ankle and yet now relatively in shape still today even with the injuries and really the big kind of outline there is even in the injuries, even in everything that has come up, it's that consistency that has allowed that maintenance of relatively in good shape all these years later. And I think... There's going to be a lot of hoopla, a lot of name and lights, a lot of you got to do this in 30, 30 day shred challenge, 12 week intense cardio. And really, it has nothing to do with these intense moments because those fade. Those, I mean, what happens after the 12 weeks? That's a good question. What happens after the 30 day shred? At the end of the day, it's the long game, it's the consistency, it's putting in a little bit of work every day, letting that add up, and eventually when you get to that point where it adds up, you're so used to it that it doesn't become yeah. something so abrupt. Like, if yeah. I'm gonna do a 30-day challenge, it's like, okay, great, well, after the 30 days, like, well, what do I do? I, I haven't built a routine, I haven't built a consistent, I've just built 30 days of something, I haven't built a routine of something. Yeah. What your little small steps are gonna do, and if you're taking small steps, oh, I just went for a walk, that's awesome. I just went to the gym and went for 10 minutes. That's awesome. Whatever you did, if you're doing it you're doing on a consistent something. basis, you're building a you're, routine. You're doing something. You're keeping your body moving. And yeah. I think that's very key. Uh, older people, I know many people, uh, a couple of friends of mine, uh, one guy is like 75, and he's he's actually helping build a house, his own house. He was living in Paradise, uh, California with the fires, and we knew it through a friend. And at 75, he rebuilt his house. And I was just sitting there going, oh my goodness, 75 years old and a man is still active. And the thing, the key was, he was remaining active, meaning that he was being consistent with his motion. I mean, always going. And there's some people, yeah, I mean, there are gonna be other people that don't have the, you know, the incentive or the, the, the energy to do that. But walking does not take a lot of energy. It's yeah. just a matter of, you know, and. You go for a walk, but go to a, like a park that, you know, you may see other people and meet other friends and then maybe, you know, you carry, carry on a good friendship and, you know, it, 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 again, it, it's a thing of being consistent, but also being patient. But it's not going to happen overnight, but it's if you're consistent, then you're going to have a consistent, you're going to get better over a long period of time. Yeah. You know? So I want to uh, wrap up this podcast and just kind of highlight, you know, the awareness and consciousness that I talked about. That's been huge. That's something I want to talk about more and go into a little bit more deeper uh, just because it's the awareness of when an emotion, when an event, when a stress happens, it's not that impulsive need of, of going to food as coping, but it's the awareness of there are alternatives out there like exercise, walking. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do 
uh, as an alternative rather than setting yourself back with food similar to what I did. So, um, you know, this, uh, I like to keep these podcasts short and simple, usually anywhere from, you know, 12 to 20 minutes because I know that typically you're on the road, you're on the way to work, wherever you are. I'm hoping this in, uh, podcast encouraged you, hope it helped you on your journey. Uh, I want to say thank you to Pops for joining <laughs> in and popping into the podcast. I did. It's his I first popped. podcast, everybody. So. Oh, wow. It, once he becomes a, a world-renowned podcaster, oh, you yes. know oh, that yes. it started here. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning into this podcast, the Find A Way podcast. I want to thank you again to all the monthly supporters. If you would like to support this podcast on a monthly basis, you can do 99 cents a month, 4.99 or 9.99 a month. It helps create and continue this podcast. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and I'll talk to you on the next one. Take care.